Welcome to the Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold. Well, welcome everybody to the last Christian newscast and radio show. My name is J.D. Williams and joining me there from the Dallas and Fort Worth area is my co-host, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. And Terry, before I let you speak, let me make this clear to the people that are listening out there. I put up there today, countdown to war. Well, that's not necessarily war as in world war or war against nation or against nation. It can also be spiritual war. But the thing is, we got both. We got both going on, and we're going to have uh, two minutes with Terry in both segments of the show today, or at least that is the plan in which Terry's <laughs> going to tell you a little bit more about the spiritual side of that. Uh, but Terry, first of all, welcome to the newscast today. And as you're speaking, I'm going to put up the agenda for today. So go ahead and say hello or whatever you want to do with everybody. Okay. Uh, we're going to be looking at why do we even talk about the rapture today? And that's my little intro. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot to that. But anyway, we're going to be covering what happened between <laughs> Saturday and today. We're going to talk about another earthquake in Turkey, uh, cracks appearing in, in India, uh, Blinken. Our uh, Secretary of State is now threatening both China and Russia. we got more balloon activity to talk about, and Biden has given up on the United States. I guess he wants to be the president of the Ukraine or Poland, because that's where he's at right now. He's ignoring the United States of America altogether. Then we got China warning of a war, uh, escalation in Europe, and also China is beginning to pay people uh, of the Muslim faith, the Islamic faith, in China to become spies against their own countrymen. And if they happen to be out of the country, uh, they will let you know that they have your family. And if you don't go along with what they've got planned, well, remember, we got your family here. So keep that in mind before you make a decision. So, you know, all this stuff, it's, it's unbelievable, um, Terry, how far we've come. But anyway, between Saturday and today, a little bit of news going on. We kind of mentioned some of this stuff, but this is just kind of gives it, um, you know, you, you find out a little bit more information. So we're going to start with this one first, and this is out of North Korea. or actually North Korea, Korea on Saturday fired a likely long-range ballistic missile that is believed to have fallen into the waters off Japan's exclusive economic zone, the Japanese government said. Japan's Minister of Defense said the missile was fired from the outskirts of the North Korean capital Pyongyang before landing in the Sea of Japan. Tokyo condemned the launch, the first of its kind since January 1st when a North Korean ballistic missile landed outside of the Japanese economic exclusion zone. Harry Michaels reporting. Now from that, you can determine that this fell inside the territorial waters of Japan. But Japan really doesn't have a, uh, an army um, because of World War II. They're not really permitted to have a, a military force there. There have been a little bit, uh, you know, some of that heat has come off, but that was part of the agreement at the end of World War II that they wouldn't have a standing army. So they can kind of uh, kind of depend on the United States. Well, right now they're depending on Joe Biden, who, again, uh, he's not interested in the United States and he's not interested in, in uh, North Korea and what they're doing over there. What he's interested in is over in the Ukraine and Poland and, and all that. So uh, that's kind of sad. 
And remember we talked about um, our vice president, Cackles. And this is what Cackles had to say. U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris on Saturday accused Russia of committing war crimes during its year-long invasion of Ukraine. Speaking at the Munich Security Conference in Germany, Harris said Moscow had committed crimes against humanity in Ukraine and promised that the country and its leader, President Vladimir Putin, would pay for its actions. Davis Richards reporting. Now, uh, you know, I brought that as breaking news on Saturday. And I just wanted you guys to hear the report and see that we really do know. We, we're keeping up with things all over the world. Got a couple of different uh, news agencies that, uh, that I'm aligned with and, of course, receive every news report over the news wires. So um, you're going to hear things on this newscast that you're not going to hear in the regular media. media. Um, here's another one for you, from uh, again, uh, to show you a little bit of a difference here. Um, we've got Biden's, uh, and this is the National Transportation Safety Board. They say that P uh, Pete Buttigieg, better known as Mayor Pete, also our Transportation Secretary, has spread disinformation about East Palestine, and he needs to go. Now that comes from, again, this is inside the Biden administration, okay? Um, it says that Pete Buttigieg's first reaction to the train crash in East Palestine, Ohio, was to lie in an effort to cast the blame on someone else. He asserted that the crash had occurred because of regulatory decision that occurred during the Trump administration, and his assertion was a lie. Now, this guy still hasn't made it uh, to the uh, train derailment site, and by the way, a little bit of... Um, I guess I ought to put my stein up here. I'm kind of proud of it, so I'll put it up here real quick. In uh, a little bit of breaking news, we've had another yeah, train. Yeah. yeah, we had another train derailment over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, another oh. one. So we're up to three now. Okay. Where was that one? Uh, you're going to have to forgive me, uh, Terry, for not having it on my yeah. screen, and I'll have to pull it up. I appreciate the question, though. It really put me on the spot. But anyway, I will find it for you in, in a minute. Okay. I want to uh, also tell you about the ACLU. Uh, now, this is uh, something that really plays into Christians, okay? This is something that all Christians are really going to, be, uh, to need to know about. The ACLU hails the first after-school Satan's Club meeting at a Virginia elementary school, and it's called a Victory for Free Speech and Religious Liberty. Now, where they're coming up with this free speech stuff, I don't know, because right now, censorship is what you get. Cancel culture is what you have, unless, of course, you're following the line. If you're following the line of crap that they want to have, okay, that's free speech. But if you actually have an opinion, if you actually want to express an opinion, or if you actually want to present facts, as we did when we had a video band, that, that's not acceptable. Okay, that goes against community standards. But guess what? It doesn't go against God's standards at all. But anyway, here is, here is what they said about this after-school Satan's Club, okay? Students at a Virginia elementary school attended their first after-school Satan Club meeting on Thursday. The club is sponsored by the Satanic Temple. The ACLU called it a victory for free speech and religious liberty. The meeting at B.M. Williams Primary School in Chesapeake, Virginia, was held despite, uh, despite efforts by some to shut the club and prevent it from gaining 
equal access to school facilities, the ACLU said. The uh, Virginia pilot reported last fall that the idea of the club was requesting was requested by parents as a response to the Good News Club, another student group run by the Child Evangelism Fellowship. According to the pilot, parents wanted the club, which is sponsored by the Satanic Temple for their non-atheistic children. So anyway, you can see um, Satan's got his hand on the United States of America. And um, their power is growing, and you're going to find uh, Christian censorship is going to be growing as well, in my opinion. So, Terry, tell me what you think about all that stuff. Well, that's not an opinion. You're just quoting facts. Um, let me throw that in. Uh, I'm not surprised. This is exactly, it says in Romans 1, God's taking his hand away. He's going to let people, women with women, men with men. And that was 2,000 years ago when that was uh, noted. Right. And so here we go. Um, yeah. You know, it's we're on track. We're on time. Uh, get ready for Jesus to shout. Amen. Amen. Well, the um, the train derailment that you put me on the spot about, uh, yeah. This was um, last night, and okay. it was in Gothenburg, Nebraska. Oh, and man. Um, so uh, it was about uh, 1.45 in the morning, our time, yeah. when, this, when this hit. That's central yeah. time. Okay, so um, that's just what's happened between shows. Okay, yeah. now, now we're going to get into... Uh, what's happening now and try to get it into a Christian perspective as we always do. Remember, this may be a newscast, but more than that, this is an opportunity to look at the news through a biblical Christian lens and compare the world events that are going on right now to the prophecies that are contained in the Bible as we await the rapture of the church. And speaking of the rapture of the church, Terry, we're at the halfway mark. Two minutes with Terry. Wow. Two minutes with Terry starts right now, and I'm going to hold you to two minutes. Here you go. I jump in whenever you need to. Why preach the rapture in the midst of tracking the onslaught of news, local, state, country, and international? We emphasize continually the prophecy of the rapture, which Paul entitled our blessed hope. The reason is because the rapture is the only prophecy Jesus declared to be imminent, that is, prepared to happen within any moment. The exact time unrevealed in Scripture, but it is only prophecy in all of script. It is the only prophecy in all of Scripture, which has no parameters of time. The elusiveness of fixing when this prophecy shall take place is enhanced by the challenge of knowing it will take place within the confines of the timeline presented by Jesus of events that will exponentially converge one upon another as the moment of his shout for his bride approaches. Hebrews 10.25 summarizes the convergent thusly, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Captivatingly, the verse first declares, as you see the day approaching. Before Jesus' shout, some believers will begin to forsake assembling together. Paul warns against this practice. Instead, Paul commands believers to be exhorting one another, a practice which is much easier when believers meet 
8. Then Paul emphasizes believers join together so much the more as the day of the rapture is actually seen approaching. The signs of Jesus described in Matthew 24 began happening even decades within his death burial, resurrection, and ascension. Signs have continued to proliferate through the centuries and millennia. Now, reaching the dawn of the third millennia, which according to scripture is the dawn of the third day. The closeness of Jesus' shout is becoming palpably evident. In Mark 13, Jesus declaring the demand to be watching for the time, declared, And what I say unto you, the disciples listening at that moment, I say unto all, watch. Amen. And Terry, I'm going to cut you off right there. For everybody Excellent. else, for everyone else, I want you to realize that Terry is going to continue this in the second half of the show, about, Amen. The, about the halfway mark of the second half. So we'll look forward to uh, Terry continuing that. Uh, those thoughts and uh, getting back now to news of the day uh, uh, last last time we I, I played this uh, clip I played the video clip I'm going to play a little bit of the audio clip this time this is mm -hmm. CNN anchor Don Lemon and Terry remind me to say something about CNN in regard to my podcast right. if I forget okay, okay. so mm -hmm. hang, hang on just a second this is uh, Don Lemon's uh, little comment last week this whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable i think that i think it's the wrong road to go down she says people you know politicians or something are not in their prime nikki haley isn't in her prime sorry when a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s what do you that's talk wait I, that's not according to me prime for what uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I, I don't think he was talking about Amazon Prime. Uh, later, he tweeted in the afternoon. Sandra sent this out. He said this, Ambassador Haley. The reference I made to a woman's prime this morning was inartful and irrelevant, as colleagues and loved ones have pointed out, and I. Read it. A woman's age does not define her either personally or professionally. I have countless women in my life who prove that every day. Okay, now I played that on Saturday. I played a much longer clip actually. And the reason that I, I played it was to demonstrate the double standard between what is acceptable out of the mouth of a conservative and what is acceptable out of the mouth of a leftist socialist or whatever you want to call them. A snowflake, whatever, okay? Um, now, after this happened, CNN uh, received such pushback that they took Don Lemon off the air temporarily. I want to, I want to emphasize that, temporarily. And um, he, he uh, ran for Florida where uh, he was going to spend time with his husband of, uh, while they awaited... Um, a decision. Then the decision came out uh, early this morning that he would return to his broadcast on Wednesday, which would, uh, on the time of this typing, would be tomorrow. Um, and immediately after that, a report came out from the Washington Examiner in which it has been stated now that female CNN staffers have issued an ultimatum to CNN that Don Lemon will be fired or they will quit. So ev right. everything is now on hold. We have no idea where this is going, but that is the latest 
up to the minute report. Uh, it, I think Don Lemon's days are numbered. I now personal opinion here. I think that the reason that CNN is struggling so much in trying to come to a decision here is number one, he is a minority. And number two, because of his sexual orientation. Those two things are very high on the liberal agenda, and it is very difficult for them to make a move against him for fear of pushback. Terry, any comments? And be careful with them. Yeah. Uh, CNN, did you finish all the comments? You reminded me to mention that to you. Is that all you oh, were going to... Oh, what I was... Yeah, uh, real quick, what I was going to say is yeah. on the last Christian podcast tomorrow night, I have I have an interview with a lady on the Last Christian podcast, and that's at www.lastchristian.net. Surprisingly, she began her career at CNN. I have, for over two years, attempted to get anyone from CNN to uh, grant an interview. Anybody, they all refuse because of religious differences. Okay, that mm -hmm. is really, um, that's the only, the only time somebody gave me a quote as to why they wouldn't appear, that was the reason. So uh, the reason I wanted to mention this one for tomorrow night is the fact that she began her career at CNN and she ran into this problem and that's the reason she left CNN. So anyway, yeah, I want, I want, um, I want uh, people to be sure and tune in. Again, that is 7.30 p.m. Central Time tomorrow evening. That's Wednesday evening, November the 22nd. And uh, that 7.30 p.m. Central on www.lastchristian.net. Thank you for that. Giving me the opportunity to put in that plug Amen. here. Okay. Um, now, we talked about Blinken. Oh, I was going to okay. throw in go, a quick comment. Yeah, go ahead. Go on, ahead. I'm sorry. On the ladies, um, I, I applaud them uh, for what they're doing. I praise the Lord for somebody standing up uh, for what is right. And uh, whether it's a man or a woman, I don't care. I like people standing up and, 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 and taking their ground. And I want to commend them for it. And I want her to know, the, both of them to know, we're praying for God's will in this. Amen. And uh, be looking to him. He's coming. All right. Amen. Amen. Okay. Now, I mentioned uh, Blinken a little bit earlier. And um, now, remember, uh, Pete Buttigieg has not been to Ohio yet, the scene of the first crash. I understand he's going, but as of this taping, he has not appeared yet. He has blamed the, uh, the rail industry for everything, by the way. He takes no responsibility for anything, and he blames them for everything. But uh, this is uh, about... Uh, uh, Mr. Blinken, and let, let's uh, listen to it real quick. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken traveled to survey damage from two devastating earthquakes as he announced $100 million of funds for Turkey and Syria. Blinken said the United States has already responded with $85 million in humanitarian assistance after a 7.8 magnitude earthquake struck Turkey and Syria on February 6th, followed by a 7.7 magnitude earthquake hours later, leaving tens of thousands dead. Manny Trevino reporting. So you can say we are really worried about the Turkish and Syrian earthquake. And, you know, I, I understand that. I understand there was, you know, uh, at last report, there was over 45,000 that had been killed. Um, and you're going to be surprised. I'm going to play you another clip here in a minute, which is going to make it even worse. OK, but the emphasis from the United States of America is to do everything that we possibly can for Turkey and for Syria. Um, 
for the Ukraine even. But as far as the United States of America goes, well, you know, we're, we're okay. You, you know, just uh, move on. Move on with your life. If it's not good enough for you, well, don't worry. Joe Biden will come to the rescue for you uh, one of these days. Uh, I want to play this very quick. I said that, uh, that things were going to get worse. Um, so listen to this. Searches are underway to find people trapped under rubble following another earthquake in Turkey. The latest tremor measured 6.4 on the Richter scale with the epicentre situated near the city of Antakya near Syria's border. Six people are known to have died. Authorities in India are sounding the alarm after fresh cracks have been discovered in the Himalayan town of Joshimut. The city is subsiding. Ishan Gurg has more from New Delhi. The town of Joshimut is sinking 10 centimetres every year since 2018. Thousands have already been moved to relief camps this year after major parts of the town sunk. Officials are testing the cracks to understand if they can worsen in the next few days. State officials say they are prepared to evacuate people. And now concerns are that the calamity could disturb a major pilgrimage route in the Himalayas. If the pilgrimage is suspended, it could cost the residents of Uttarakhand millions of dollars in revenue. Ishan Garg, New Delhi. Okay, so um, I told you that the first earthquakes there in Syria and Turkey had taken the lives of at least 45,000. And uh, I've got some unconfirmed reports now that were uh, way up above 50,000 that have died. And this, the, the first report that you heard there was not a repeat of, the, of, that, of that, but instead was a new earthquake that had occurred there. Uh, it had taken the lives of six people, which sounds really insignificant uh, to the 50,000, unless, of course, you happen to be a relative of one of those six, or a friend of one of those yeah. six, or maybe sure. one of those six. So um, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how bad it's going to get, but it doesn't sound like mm -hmm. it's, um, it's going to be much fun. And the report out of India, I don't know what that was, really. I mean, they're talking about cracks that are developing there in India uh, where it is, the ground is sinking by an inch or so, I guess, every, every year. Um, now, I've seen sinkholes. Okay, I'm wondering, is this is that what we're talking about here, Terry? Sinkholes yeah, or I, what? I have no idea. I don't either. And I had heard I had heard ten inches, but but whatever it was, it's obviously serious enough that they are checking into it. Yeah. Uh, let's pray for the people in Turkey and, and these people in India. Lord, we pray, Lord, all of these things happening all over the world, in India, in Turkey. We pray, Lord, you're drawing near to these people, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on right now, but it ain't good. Whatever it is, it's not mm -hmm. good. Uh, but it also uh, brings into focus Matthew the book of Matthew, which calls for earthquakes in various places. Okay. Diverse. Diverse. Diverse in King yeah. James. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, I've, I've seen Which it means I've they're seen not both. related, yeah. but they, but they yeah. are related. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are related, okay. And, you know, um, there is, uh, you know, the, the, first, the first thing that I, that I played earlier was about North Korea. 
um, shooting missiles. We now know that they have missiles that are capable of reaching all the way to anywhere in the United States. In a show I said continental United States, well, yeah, but you know, that's because there's 48 states here, but they can easily hit Hawaii and they can hit Alaska as well. So they can hit all 50 U.S. states and, and any of the American territories as well. So you've got the war, you got the rumor of war, you got the the earthquake uh, situation going on. We already know about pestilence with uh, COVID-19, and now the bird flu is really popping up. I'm getting more and more and more reports about this bird flu. It's getting worse and worse, and I think that you're going to begin to see uh, reports on that coming up uh, really soon. I barely have any time left here in the first half of the show, but I want to get to um, another thing about the Ukraine, and this is a report... uh, Coming out of there in regard to Russia, listen to this one. Russian troops may have been using decoy surveillance balloons as a war tactic in Ukraine, the British Defense Ministry warned. Yuri Ainat, a spokesman for Ukraine's Air Force, said Wednesday that six such balloons had been shot down and that each had metal triangles suspended beneath them to make them appear like an incoming missile. Ukraine's Air Force also reported sighting balloons over eastern Dnipropetrovsk last Sunday. Harry Michaels reporting. Balloons, balloons, balloons. I'm about sick of balloons. You know, we got we got China launching balloons that come all the way across the ocean and across the Aleutian Islands and over Alaska and down through Canada and all across the United States, uh, t- taking their time, uh, over uh, overflying our sensitive bases, collecting all kinds of information. You got uh, Russia using the balloons in the Ukraine for various purposes. Um, the Chinese are saying that the United States of America is flying balloons over them, and I really, honestly, I have no reason to doubt them, even though, you know, you should never just believe a communist country. But still, I have no reason to, to doubt them, because it seems like everybody's going to balloons now. Everybody's balloon happy. What, what do you think, Terry? Yeah, um, I think these are simply uh, minor provocations. They're they're testing the waters, mm-hmm. uh, seeing how people react, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's what this is. Believe me, when they're ready, they're gonna push a button if they can. Oh yeah, with, with, without a doubt, they 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 are. Uh, also, before we get out um, of the first half, one other news item that came up after our show. Uh, really came out just about the time of our uh, of our last show, I believe. Uh, former President Jimmy Carter has uh, elected to go into hospice care rather than receive any further medical treatment. He is with his family in his home. Uh, I have no idea uh, as to a timeline as to what is expected there. To my knowledge, no one has reported that yet. I certainly don't have any confirmation of anything, but I do wish him uh, the very best and his family the very best. Um, this It's a tough time. I, I, I had my dad went through hospice care the last uh, a few weeks of his life. And uh, one nice thing about it is you do have the opportunity to say goodbye and you do have the opportunity to have those discussions so we wish the carter family the best no political spin on this whatsoever uh, at all Uh, i simply want to uh, wish our former president the best Uh, he professes to be a christian and if indeed he is a christian if indeed he has accepted jesus christ as we hope you will 
then we're going to see Jimmy in, in heaven. Remember, you can't accept Jesus Christ at any time. All you got to do is just say that salvation prayer and you'll join Terry and I and maybe President Carter in the air. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side right after a very brief break. Attention podcasters, influencers, media personalities, content creators, and aspiring or existing radio personalities. KRRB Revelation Radio now offers the opportunity to broadcast or syndicate both new or existing shows to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. And if you currently operate a radio station, we offer you the opportunity to add several popular shows in virtually every genre for broadcast on your station. Choose programming from 30 minutes to two hours with each internationally syndicated show adding quality content sure to grow your listening audience. We even have excellent optional services to help you promote your show or station. These services are not only designed for audio use on the radio, but also include tools for use on social media, even YouTube. For more information, visit www.revelationradio.net or email the Ustreamit LLC broadcast network at office at ustreamit.net today. And welcome back, everybody, to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. And again, my name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas. And alongside me there, even though he's like, what? Well, I don't know how many miles it is. This T.L. Terry Farley there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area. Uh, Terry, I am going to give you another shot later on in this, uh, in the second half of the show. We got, you got two more minutes with Terry. Um, but I want to get right back to this. We got a lot today, and I want to make sure that, that we get everything in. The first thing I think that we need to talk about, more spiritually based here, is some reporting that's coming out of the United Kingdom. And this is specifically the Church of England. And we only had maybe two minutes pre-show. But you seem to know about this guy, so I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that you can um, give a little more insight into it. But the uh, Angelican leaders have rejected the Archbishop of Canterbury after same-sex marriage decision, uh, in which um, the Archbishops said that the Church of England has drifted into false teaching. So I'm, going to, I'm just going to read this really quick. It says, Angelican leaders rejected the leadership of the Archbishop of Canterbury in a scathing letter after the Church of England voted earlier this month to offer blessings for same-sex couples. The statement against Archbishop of Canterbury, Justin Welby, was signed by archbishops from 10 of the 42 provinces of the Global Angelican Communion who represent conservative provinces, mostly in Africa and Asia, that believe homosexuality goes against the Bible. The Church of England has chosen to break communion with these provinces who remain faithful to the historic biblical faith, said the statement from members of the Global South Fellowship of Angelican Churches. Uh, now, I've got some information on this. Again, we're having to be very, very careful. I'm just going to—I'm—I'm going to be very honest with the listeners. We're having to be extremely careful in our comments on this, 
because even though we have strong biblical beliefs, we believe in the Bible 100%. We believe that every word of the Bible from Genesis through Revelation is true and it is the inspired word of God is given by God to the prophets that wrote the Bible. Unfortunately, the world views the Bible as not factual, even though it's never been proven wrong a single time and science has been proven wrong. I can't, it's countless times over history. Just as an example, people didn't even know about gravity until when, okay? Uh, so anyway, um, I'm gonna stick with the Bible, but Terry, tell me about this Archbishop of Canterbury or whatever, whatever you know about him. Yeah, um, well, and this is just a rough sketch, but um, my understanding is in the Church of England, that the Archbishop of Canterbury is actually uh, akin. I've heard him likened unto the Pope in Roman Catholicism. Okay, he's he's the head big guy, and but let me clarify for for myself and the listeners. Uh, did you say he is in support of those who are standing against? Yeah, or is he that that is really unclear. I'm, I'm unclear from okay. what I'm reading here, and and again. I've got the same question, honestly, that, yeah. that you do, because it's. Uh, I'm, I'm going to read this again and see if you can if you can pick up on it. It says the yeah. statement against Archbishop of Canterbury Justin Welby was signed by archbishops from ten of the forty-two provinces of the Global Angelican Communion, who represent conservative provinces, mostly in Africa and Asia, that believe homosexuality goes against the Bible. Now, reading that paragraph would seem to indicate, at least to me, that the, mm -hmm. the, uh, that the Archbishop of Canterbury, this Justin Welby, um, mm -hmm. is in support of this thing. But I'm, I'm not sure. I, I mean, I don't want, yeah, to, I don't want to clarify yeah, from what you've read, uh, and it is uh, just for, for the record, Anglican is the way you say it, uh, but um, they are, uh, he is definitely in favor of allowing this. They okay. are against this. They are in the, on the high ground of, of biblical authority, uh, and he has unfortunately been swayed the other way. Yeah. Um, uh, one more, yeah, one yeah. more quick um, excerpt from this report. Uh, this is Angelican Archbishops with the CSFA, and I'm not even sure what that is, but um, no. uh, what, what they have written here is the Church of England has chosen to break communion with those provinces who remain faithful to the historic biblical faith. So that is anti-Christian. That is anti-God. Yes. And yeah. now, yeah. Uh, without, again, I never, ever hint at or condemn anyone who is uh, a practicing uh, in the gay community, LGBTQ, none of that, okay? That is between them and God. Not my business at all. Nothing, okay? But for those of those with questions, I am going to read this very, very quickly. These are 25 different locations in the Bible that address this issue. I don't have time to quote them in this show, so I'm giving you chapter and verse. 1 Kings 15, 12, 
Leviticus 18.22, Romans 1.32, Romans 1.27, Leviticus 18.22-24, Leviticus 20.13, 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11, 1 Timothy 1, 8 through 11, Hebrews 13, 1 through 5, John 8, 7 through 11, um, Romans 1, 26 through 28, Galatians 5, 14, Jude 1, 5 through 8, Mark 10, 6 through 9, 1 Corinthians 7, 2, Romans 13, 8 through 10, 1 Corinthians 6, 17 through 20, Romans 1, 18 through 32. Um, scrolling down here, that looks like it's it. So, um, what I'm trying to get a point, uh, the, the point I'm trying to make here is the Bible is clear on the issue. There is no confusion. It has not changed. God has ruled on this topic. If you are interested in knowing the biblical, factual truth, and I, I want, let me put that again, biblical, biblical, factual truth, then pick up the Bible, go back, pick the verses up that I just read you, read through them and see what God's position is. Man's position does not matter. In our opinion, as Christians, uh, anytime the Bible speaks, it is true. Anytime man speaks, we got to check it against the Bible to see if it is true. Terry, you may comment. Yeah. I was just going to ask, and again, you can do, I know the battle we're in on this being set aside and all of that. Um, it is my understanding from everything you've read that uh, our position is solidly with the 10 uh, African and uh, other communities that are standing with the Bible. Yes. That is correct. Yes, we, are, we stand on biblical truth. We do not stand uh, with any decision that is made by a church simply to try to put people's butts in seats and money in pocket. And that's what their, that's what their decision is all about. They, the more people that they can get into their church, um, you know, they're going to say anything that they can to do that. Opinion. That is my opinion, YouTube. Opinion. Okay? So anyway, uh, that is what I have to say about that. All right. Um, now, again, we have that we have that train derailment in Ohio, and this is what two weeks, something like that. Um, and we still don't have a transportation secretary. Um, by the way, there were some reports. I thought they were kind of funny, saying that he couldn't figure out how to how to fix a pothole, and now you're trying to get him to fix this. You know, that that came that came from the old from South Bend, Indiana, where uh, where he was the mayor, and they don't think too highly of the guy. Uh, okay, anyway, um, Biden has ignored it. He hasn't really spoken to it. Hasn't really done anything with it. Uh, but he's he is active to the best of his ability. Anyway, let's listen to this. From Feature Story News in London, I'm Laura Makin-Isherwood. US President Joe Biden is in Poland, where he's expected to use a speech to paint the war in Ukraine as a battle between democracy and autocracy. It comes just a day after President Biden made a surprise visit to Kyiv, and hours after Russia's President Vladimir Putin used his own lengthy speech to accuse the West of starting the war. Julia Chapman has more from Warsaw. President Biden will give a speech at a castle here in Warsaw. 
His visit falls on the same day that President Vladimir Putin of Russia gives his major annual address and just days before the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. President Biden will say that support for Kyiv is as essential in the second year of war as it was in the first. On Wednesday, the president will meet with other Eastern European leaders to reaffirm support for their security. The White House has called the region the front line of NATO's collective defense. Some nations, including Poland, have asked the U.S. to station more troops in eastern members of the alliance. Okay, and uh, also he has pledged to give them another $500 million in aid. I think that I think that was a correct figure. It may be five hundred billion, but I think it's five hundred million actually. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what he doesn't seem to understand, and I, uh, uh, one of my minor in in college was political science, and what he mm. does what he does not realize is that he can promise them he could promise them a trillion dollars if he wanted to, but the only way that they can receive a dime is if the United States Congress allows that to happen. They are in charge of all money. That's the reason you saw that IRS agent thing reversed immediately yeah. after yeah. the uh, Republicans took office. They said, we won't fund it. Yeah. So it died. Okay. So yeah. he can promise them all this money, but the United States Congress can tell Mr. Biden, no, ain't sending him a dime. And that's what, in my opinion, that we should actually do. Uh, one, thing, uh, one thing that I will tell you is that uh, the Russians are getting fed up with this. Uh, they're getting fed up with the intervention. And I've got a report here that I'm going to read. But before I get to that, before I get to that, we got two minutes with Terry coming up. Uh, and if you were around for the first half of the show, you heard a little bit about the rapture of the church there. And we're going to give Terry another couple of minutes here in the second half of the show to finish up his thoughts. And Terry, the time, sir, as I have promised you, is yours. Okay, uh, and I'm picking up again. Then Paul again emphasizes believers join together so much the more as the day of the rapture is actually seen approaching. So that would suggest our generation there from back there 2,000 years ago. The signs Jesus described in Matthew 24 began happening even decades within his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension. Signs have continued to proliferate through the centuries and millennia, now reaching the dawn of the third millennia, which according to scripture is the dawn of the third day. The closeness of Jesus' shout is becoming palpably evident. In Mark 13, Jesus declaring the demand to be watching for the time declared, and what I say unto you, the disciples listening, at that very moment, he says, I say unto all, watch. Paul wrote one final letter to Timothy before being executed, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that love his appearing. Note carefully, brethren, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his, Jesus's shout, his appearing. We run to win the crown. Thank you. A Tom. Amen and amen. Um, I'm glad you were able to get all that in uh, for sure. Yeah. Now, as I uh, said before, before Terry uh, had 
had his moment there, is uh, this is a statement, actually, from uh, the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, uh, a news report on it, I should say. Uh, the Russian president announced Tuesday that uh, Russia was pulling back from the new START treaty with the United States, which reduces and limits each country's nuclear arsenal. And this is a quote. In this regard, I am forced to announce today that Russia is suspending its participation in the Strategic Offensive Arms Treaty, unquote. Uh, Putin said in his annual address to the nation, just one day after President Biden made a surprise to the Ukraine, in his long-delayed State of the Nation address, Putin cast Russia and Ukraine as victims of Western double-dealing. He said Russia, not Ukraine, was the one fighting for its very existence. The speech reiterated a litany of grievances that the Russian leader has frequently offered as justification for the widely condemned war and ignored international demands to pull back from the occupied areas in the Ukraine. And Terry, I can also tell you that he was hinting once again at a possible use of tactical nuclear weapons if necessary. And uh, you know uh, that I am on the record strongly as saying that that will in fact happen. I have not changed my opinion. I still believe that Russia will in fact use those tactical nuclear weapons. Do you have any, uh, any comments on that? We may have less time than we think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, you, know, if, you look, if you look in the background back there on, on our title screen, that is Syria. Okay, that is Syria right now. And you can see it's just, it's, it looks awful. But still, there is life going on in Damascus, and the Bible tells us that, that city will cease to exist. Damascus will cease to exist. Look it up. That's in Isaiah 17.1. Now, I'm going to move on here, and we're going to talk about China, because China's also having issues with us. Um, so we've got, uh, we've got issues on both coasts, off of, the, off of the east and the west coast, and in both cases... We're messing with superpowers, people that have nuclear weapons. Why we want to do that, I don't know. But anyway, here's China. China, meanwhile, has dismissed suggestions made by the U.S. that it could be planning to offer military support to Russia. Beijing says it's committed to finding peace and has rejected comparisons with its own territorial claims over the self-governed island of Taiwan. Richard Kimber reports from Hong Kong. China's Foreign Minister Qin Gang says China is deeply worried about the escalation of the Ukraine conflict and it possibly spiralling out of control. He says it's the responsibility of the international community to immediately stop fueling the fire, stop shifting blame to China and stop touting the idea that it could be what he called Ukraine today, Taiwan tomorrow. The US says it's concerned China may be planning to supply Russia with weapons to aid its military actions in Ukraine. China is dismissing that, condemning the US for suggesting the idea and says its only objective is to enable dialogue and peace. Okay, so China says that they're not involved, but we both know, we both know that China is the biggest customer for Russia and their, and their oil supply. Um, and if there's an alliance, and I'm not saying that they're aligned yet, I'm not, I don't know. I don't have any factual proof to support that, but we know that they're gonna be aligned and 
I know that China is much closer to Russia than they've ever been. Uh, if you go back to maybe the 1970s, China hated Russia about as much as we did during the Cold War. And now these two countries have active trade with each other, getting closer and closer and closer. And in my opinion, that's a lead-in to Gog-Magog war, Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39, and I encourage people to read it. Terry, your comments. Yeah, can you hear me okay? I can. Okay, the reason I'm asking is because my screen... Oh, you're back on again. Okay. That's your computer, not mine. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, what I was going to say is China is a real laugh. I mean, I would laugh if I, yeah, for point to cry because they're they're saying that all they're trying is to seek peace and so forth. Right. And is that is that what they were doing with that balloon that they uh, ran across our country? Well, that's a weather balloon. That's a weather balloon. It drifted off course. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. the size of three football fields. It's full yeah. of all kinds of equipment that collect all kinds of data from photographs to even communications. And yeah, yeah but but that's a weather balloon, okay? And the biggest weather balloon I've ever seen in my life, but it's a weather balloon, and yeah. they have condemned us for shooting the thing down, even though it hovered over some of our most sensitive uh, bases, including, uh, I guess, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I bet you, Area 51. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just guessing on that one, okay? I admit yeah. that. I'm just guessing on that one. Um, but I do know this, that China is very interested in spying. They're so interested in spying that they're even worried about their own, their own country. And I'm going to play you a quick report here. And this is something that we really should pay more attention to, in my opinion. Listen to this one. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, looking at claims that China is offering members of the Uyghur Muslim community living in the West lucrative payments if they agree to spy for the government in Beijing. Britain's LBC Radio has acquired a telephone recording in which a suspected Chinese security officer can be heard offering a member of the Uyghur community in the UK thousands of pounds a month in exchange for information. Rahima Mahmoud is UK director of the World Uyghur Congress. There are Uyghurs charged with espionage in Germany, in Sweden. Uh, Uyghurs often being harassed. They say we give, we can offer you a really good life, and uh, you know your your mother is with us. You know your children with us. So it is this psychological torture, this kind of pressure that even though you escape from the country, but because your family members still live there, that is a kind of putting you in this kind of extreme difficult and uh, upsetting situation. The Chinese government disputes claims that inside Xinjiang province, Uyghur Muslims have been forced into so-called re-education camps and faced widespread torture and human rights abuses. China insists the Western narrative about the situation is the lie of the century. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. So what do you think about that, Ter? Uh, no, China's lying themselves. Uh, whatever they say to you is what they're doing. That's the game they play. So that's what's going on. Uh, there are too many reports supporting the Uyghur uh, problems. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the uh, National Basketball Association uh, player that's been 
he's a Uyghur and he's been standing for them and getting in trouble with the NBA. Uh, no, it's true. It's all true. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure which uh, basketball player you're talking about. I mean, I, uh, LeBron James, I know, is, no, is no, no, one. No. That James has, is with China. James is with China. Don't, yeah. you know. That's what, I, that's that that's what I meant. Yeah, that's he's what I meant. And yeah. I wish I could remember the name of him. There's, but there's a young man that has courageously stood up. He's received lots of recognition. He may have even been thrown out of the NBA or quit. Mm -hmm. But anyway. Yeah, he's got a lot of coverage in different places, but yeah. you can Google it and, and find out which I don't NBA I don't G anything. I don't G anything. I stay away from the okay. G from the G yeah. search engine for obvious reasons, for personal reasons, for use, business yeah, reasons. To save time, I'm it. To save time, to I save time just search for it. Search it. for it. Bing it. Okay. You bing know, it. if I say the wrong word, you're getting the <laughs> word with me like like YouTube well, is yeah. with you. Yeah. I say one thing and you send me a. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that one that one uh, group that doesn't understand science, even though there's history books on it. You know that one uh, seems to operate with that G search engine that I refuse yeah. to mention. They're not allowed. I, uh, nobody in my in, in in my organization is allowed to G it. We bing it. Yeah. All the time, okay. I'm just, I'm just telling you because I believe in fairness, and I don't believe that that organization is may have a big reason as to why that organization's CEO just resigned because we've got uh, some, uh, we've got some stuff going on in Washington right now with Representative Jim Jordan, who is looking into freedom of speech and censorship. And by the way, I sent him an email and I said I'd be glad to mm -hmm. testify in Washington and show you. Uh, how this organization is yeah. and well to make my I, point I'd, I'd be to happy make to my side of the point sure to make my side of the point there are a whole lot of christians in fact probably more christians in china than there are in america Never. and by the way it has been uh, books have been written about the fact that the reason the underground church in china is growing uh, by leaps and bounds every day is because they believe in the rapture. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, um, <laughs> we both know that the rapture of the church is, you know, and I always hate to say this because people always yeah. take it the wrong way, but the yeah. rapture of the church is imminent. And by imminent, I don't mean that I am telling you it's going to happen right now, but I'm also telling you that it won't. Okay, it could happen before I finish my sentence. Everything that has that is required to have happened has. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you've got to understand that once the rapture happens, you're here. We're gone. The Christians living and dead are going to meet Jesus Christ in the air at the moment Jesus does shout. Terry wrote a book on it, Blast Off Repair I highly suggest you go out and get it. It'll point you to a lot of Bible scriptures. I'm not going to go into the thousands of them, okay? But no, no, no. You can, you can search T.L. Farley books. There search you go. How'd, yeah. you like, how'd you like that? Bing it. T.L. Farley it. books. Yeah. So th then um, look at that. It'll point you to the Bible scripture that you need to know. But understand this. If you miss the rapture you've got to go through at least part of the seven years of tribulation and that's the worst time in the history of time so all you've got to do is let the lord know that you know you're a sinner you tell him look i know jesus died for me i i know he rose after three days just like he said he would 
I know that he has gone to heaven with the promise that he is going to come back for his church and save us from those seven years of tribulation, all those that believe in him. And I promise to follow him all the days of my remainder of my life. And I say that in the name, saving grace of Jesus Christ. And if you are that individual that we're looking for, if you're that last Christian that we're looking for, that last individual to accept Jesus Christ before the rapture, then after you say in Jesus' name, you're going to be looking Jesus in the face and you're, you know, Terry and I are going to be right there with you. And uh, it is going to be a marvelous moment for that one. But for those left behind, uh, well, all I can tell you is please do not take the mark of the beast. Please, I hope one of these videos survives. Say a prayer to Jesus and you can still be saved. Yes, you're going to go through hell on Amen. earth, but you will be saved. And that's the important thing. Do not accept the mark of the beast. Do not fall for the ways of the world. And please join us because we know, we know that the rapture could happen at any time. Maybe before our next show. But if not, we hope that you'll join us here next time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show where we do take current events and we let you know what's going on in the world, but we try to put it in that biblical lens to where you can see how it applies to the Bible. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be back for one more show. If not, well, hopefully if you're a Christian, we'll see you in the air. Until next time, Amen. good night and God bless. Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast. Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.